This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Shout out to the Pioneer Press who did a little write up on us this morning about our five year anniversary. That is uh, false information. But it was fun to say. Oh, I got a text. Let me see who it is. Please hold. I'm, uh, I'm writing down a quote that you just said to me for the year-end list of Steve's mean quotes. Mean? I want to fix you. That's nice. But don't know how. And that's true. <laughs> see, I started with a nice thing. I want to fix you. And the true part, I just don't know where to start. Stick them up, yeah. That's okay. Uh, let's talk a little music. I got a little bit of music news. Uh, give me a beat. There you go. Uh, so you get a little bit of the intro. Here's the deal. There is finally a Funko Pop of Dolly Parton, and it is adorable. There are two of them. <laughs> She's so cute. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, so they're not going to be ready to ship until April. Crap! But you could find them at Walmart and on Funko's website. What do we do till then? Pray. All right. So the doll is modeled. Doll. Dolly. Dolly. Uh, is modeled on the outfit she wore to a benefit concert in 2014. She's uh, got a banjo. And she's wearing an orange jumpsuit with a silver fringe. And the second one is of uh, an outfit she wore at Glastonbury 2014, where she's wearing a pantsuit with a uh, Stratocaster-style electric guitar. Fender Strat. Yeah. Yeah. They're about, oh, they're just so stinking cute. Do you have any Funko Pop dolls? I only have an Ozzy Osbourne one. That's it. How long have they been around? It feels I, like it's a relatively new phenomenon. But I, yeah, I, I don't but, think I, that long. I mean, definitely a couple decades, I would oh, think. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So they, they've they gotten a lot more popular, I think, in these last three or four years. They're now like collectibles. They're like your new precious <clears throat> moments. Or new Beanie Babies. More precious moments is a more direct one because of the... The big head, the big right, eyes. Exactly, exactly. Yes. The company itself was founded in 1998, but yeah, to your point, I think pop culture really jumped into it when yeah. this uh, collector craze kind of kicked off here not too long ago. I feel like, is this like a Japanese thing? Because I feel like Gwen Stefani went through, like, I feel like she had a perfume bottle that was, what was the name of those products? That, that I, Like something cool. 
I feel like you're confusing that with something. Yeah, Funko Pop started in Washington. My State. bad. The Japan of America, they say. <laughs> if you've ever been to Washington. Uh, bad sign. Donna's taking pictures of her computer monitor with her phone. <laughs> Donna, is everything okay? I feel compelled to ask. <laughs> What this is something my mother would do. I'm taking a picture to uh, make a friend aware that these are now available. Okay. I don't have his email address, otherwise I would have just posted the link in oh, an email. Is this a uh, <clears throat> a new friend? No, it's not. Thank you. You doing the dating website thing anymore? Or no. No, Steve. Thanks for asking. I'm just asking. There was a while where that was all the rage on the Donna and Marley show. It was always checking in on your. Farmers only results or whatever, no. and people were getting excited. I think Dawn did farmers only for a little bit. I wonder what the most specific dating website is. The most specific? Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know? I see what you're saying. Like guys with one tooth and a missing finger. <laughs> <laughs> the West Virginia DMV. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if, you know, because there are, there's J-Date for Jewish people who want to date other Jewish people. Yeah. I don't know. Mike, did we learn anything from the phones? Uh, There's a fun documentary called Making Fun, the Story of Funko. Daniel the Painter just called and told us all about it. He says they have over a hundred themselves. Wow. Wow, really? Yes. That's amazing. Okay, very cool. He believes um, it's on. It is distributed by Netflix. So you should be able to find it there. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Have you heard Steve- of the dating website Hater? No, what's H-A-T-E-R? that? H a t e r. Say goodbye to the same generic profiles about how someone is really into going out, but also staying in. Now there's a website where you can fall for a person who shares a distaste for the same thing as you. Hater's slogan is, quote, meet someone who hates the same stuff. <laughs> no, this is yours. <laughs> its slogan uh, should really be, we cut out all the cheerful first date BS and got to the part where both of you admit what really gets your panties in a twist. That's hilarious. Then there's Bristler. Um, if you identify as being really into facial hair, then you should maybe feast your eyes on a dating app whose purpose is to connect those with beards to those who want to stroke beards. Um, Sizzle, the lifelong vegetarian that I am, I'll never have to fully understand people's obsession with bacon, but if you're someone who eats, sleeps, and prays for more bacon when you go out to brunch, you might feel your heart beat faster at the sound of a dating app, which is also owned by Oscar Mayer, and is one of the best advertising stunts we've seen in a while. Uh, that's called Sizzle for, like, bacon lovers. I don't get bacon either, I have to say. Sure, it's the smell is good, especially when it's not crisp. That's the worst kind of bacon. Right? It's all noodly. Yeah, no, that's garbage bacon. But bacon is so good. It tastes so good. It's one of the highest satisfaction rates of food that I've eaten in my life. By the way. Is it, though? Yes. What do you mean, is it? Is it, by the way? No. <laughs> okay, I didn't think so. <laughs> Where do you want to do this? I want to do something today. Crap, we don't even have time for anything. Yeah, because you're sucking all the air out of the show. What was your best dining experience ever? Or your best meal? If I say, what was your like your best meal? Do you have a place that comes to mind? And it's funny because I was thinking yes, about this. I do. And then I thought of you. And honest to goodness, I thought this was last night driving around in my car. And I thought, 
I bet you she doesn't even have a favorite place because of how you view food as just food. sort of a necessary part of living. I Whereas like other it. people get jacked yeah. up. All right. I do have a restaurant. I can't remember what I ate, but I could tell you the feeling I had eating it was amazing. I mean, I was like, this is the best restaurant I've ever eaten in, at least in Minnesota. May I have permission to take the show down that course in the next segment? Yes. The number to dial is 651 641 1071. You can call and we want to know. It can be Minnesota, it could be anywhere on the planet. I'll tell you, hint, mine isn't even on this continent. Oh. What was the best meal or dining experience you've ever had? 651-641-1071. We'll dig into that when we come back. It's Donna and Steve. I'm clapping. We're on my talk. Hey, what's up, guys? Stevie Boy for the Canopy Group. Hey, Donna. Stay out of this. Uh, Do you have a New Year's resolution to save money, huh? Did you crush it with money last year? Or are you like, oh boy, we could really use a little savings right about now. Inflation went cray-cray last year. Easy way to start saving money. I mean easy. TheCanopyGroup.com. Say it with me. TheCanopyGroup.com. Auto insurance, homeowners insurance, they will give you options. And that's how you save. They've got some 16 different insurance companies that they work with. And then they make those companies fight it out for your business. When you go to TheCanopyGroup.com, it's so simple. You just say, get a quote, and then you've started the process. You, you, like It's free, by the way. You just start a conversation with them, and then they make them fight it out for you. You save. Like, over $800 is the average savings. In fact, there was a MyTalker who made the switch, got better coverage than ever, and guess what? Saved over 1200 bucks. Look, I can't help you work out more. I can't help you eat better. I can help you save money, though. TheCanopyGroup.com. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Am I right? You said it, sister. Thanks, Steve. You should run for Congress. I'm thinking about it. Before the break, I asked you, the My Talker, what was your best dining experience that you've ever had? Is there one that stands out? Like, best meal you've had? What, what restaurant do you go to? Do you remember mm. the food? Donna, uh, before we get to the phones, you had one that came to mind. Yes, I do. It's called Jones in the Park, right here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Is that right? Yes, I've it never is. Heard of Jones oh, in the it's Park. good. If if I'm, I might be speaking out of turn, but my recollection is that this is a, a former pizza joint, and it is like a white cloth, high end, beautiful restaurant, mm-hmm. very small, and I believe all the food is made in those pizza ovens. Clean, and it's so delicious i love this place they've been around since 2011 and you do need to make a reservation thank you oh wow it's so good it's a great date restaurant wow it's a little pricey but it is well worth it and i think they try to use ingredients that originate here sure um yeah jones and by the way not j-o-n-e-s J-O-A-N apostrophe S. Like your Aunt Joan. There you go. I'm going to take you to a different continent. Oh, right. As a world traveler, as you know, Delta Silver Medallion, I went to a restaurant called Carnivore in Kenya, in Nairobi. Ooh. 
And it was at the end of a trip to Africa. And we had eaten to that point a lot of goat, um, a lot of lamb, a lot of chicken, these like staple meals that we were having every night at my friend Nick's house. Okay. And then. Wait, does Nick live in Kenya? He did. Okay. And then his family has homes there. so And that's where he stayed during the summer. And I went and stayed with him for a couple of weeks. Got it. But uh, they took us to this restaurant and it was a Kenyan barbecue. So, you know, like those Brazilian barbecues that'll, mm-hmm. the, and then they just keep bringing you the meat. It was right over this wood fired situation right in the center of the restaurant. And it was just so bleeping good. And they would bring out steak, they would bring out chicken, but then mm. they would bring out lamb, turkey, pork, pork sausages, ribs, but also some wow. exotic meat, which rotates. They had ostrich meatballs I'm looking at, uh, crocodile, ox ball. Mm. Um, lion filet. No lion filet, right. Donna. Rhino. Donna. I just remember Elephant being... burgers. Okay. I'm You're just making... naming all the things that you would see on a safari. No, you can't. <laughs> ju- they're not just eating anything that's on a safari. Just certain things. Okay. But, oh, my gosh, it was just divine. We go now to line one, Claudine. Jenny. Jenny is on the phone. Jenny, (laughs) how are you? Doing well, thanks. How are you? Uh, We're doing great. All right, tell us about the best meal dining experience you've ever had. You know, I've had a a lot of really great meals, and the reason I'm bringing up this one is because it was so unexpected. It was at Disney World at Animal Kingdom. Oh. We went to just, it was a little, you know, regular Disneyland place mm-hmm. right outside of the Banshee ride. Oh. And I, I can't even remember what it was we had, but it was something that our whole family it was five years ago. And we still talk about it because the food was so good. And I guess if it was right off, uh, right next to the flight of passage ride at animal kingdom, that avatar ride, uh, right. it was just kind of like, uh, the environment wasn't anything to write home about. It was just the food kind of knocked your socks off. Just the food knocked our socks off. Wow. It wasn't, I mean, Disney's a little bit expensive, but it's not like it was a super expensive meal. And this is what caught us so off guard is that it was just, I mean, five years ago, a memorable meal in a, in a, an amusement park. That's about that. And you good. don't remember the name of the specific restaurant. Gosh, I wish I did. Yeah. Okay. I wish I did. All right. Well, well, you know, near Flight of Passage, Animal Kingdom, uh, give that a shot. Jenny, thank you so much for the call. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah, have a good near. Yeah. Bye. Have a good what? I think she said n- near. near. <laughs> um, year. She meant year. Well, uh, likely. Have a good um, year. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
near. Near. Maybe near saves time for us, though. Because instead <laughs> of like goodness. Happy New Year, near. Let's go to Sharon. Sharon! Sh- Sharon! <laughs> Hi, Sharon. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, best dining experience you've had that comes to memory? Yeah. Um, in Omaha, we went to uh, a small Italian family style restaurant called Spezio. I don't know that I'm pronouncing it right. It's S-P-E-C-I-O. Okay. Fabulous. The best, I mean, white tablecloths, old world looking wine bottles, um, eggplant parmesan, ugh, and the Spumoni ice cream. Oh, outstanding. That sounds amazing. What's, what state did you say this was in? Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha. And they also have one I heard in Sioux Falls. Really? Okay. Specio. Specio? Specio. 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 Okay. okay. This is great. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you for the call. We appreciate that. Yeah, and can I tell you one thing? Of course you can. Okay, my son, who's from here, Minneapolis or Minnetonka, worked on the movie um, Pinocchio, the Guillermo. Oh, the Guillermo del Toro oh, one. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And he, when you go to New York till April, he's being featured at the MoMA. <gasps> really? Wow. Yeah. So I I got to get there. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. So wait, your son is being featured? Yeah, he is. Some of his work that he did on the movie. That's fabulous. Awesome. Can we What's his name? Jason. Well, okay, we're on the radio. Okay, we'll find out. His name off. is Jason. <laughs> okay, everyone, look for Jason. If you're in yeah. New York, go to the Museum of Modern Art. Well, congratulations and- to him and to you as a mother. What a proud experience. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Bye. Thank you. I wonder if the... Have a good near. <laughs> I wonder if the restaurant that Jenny was talking about is Tiffin's. It's African and Asian. Hmm. Because that's the only one that that's in Animal Kingdom that really looks like it would be kind of a sit down. There's Eight Spoon Cafe. You know what I would like? Uh, yep. Beef Burgundy, which you can get at Spezia in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. S P E Z I A. Okay. I'm looking at their menu. That looks pretty d good. Let's I, squeak in one more call. We uh, only have a minute. Right. Who do we have? Stacy. Stacy, real quick, you're on the Don and Steve experience. Best dining experience you've had? Best, best dining experience was at Hector Ruiz's old restaurant, El Maison, just outside of Uptown. Amazing food, amazing service. Everything was absolutely perfect. Do you remember what you had? Paella. Do you remember what you had? Uh, paella. paella. Oh, um, yum. Uh, kind of a charcuterie, the best key lime pie I've ever had in my life. Oh, wow. Key lime was pie. Amazing. Isn't it awesome, too? Thank you so much for the call. Uh, isn't it great when a meal just keeps going? Like, it's not just the appetizer is great, the soup is great, or the salad is great, and then the entree is great. And then she ends up by saying the best key lime pie I've ever had. You're thinking, well, that's got to be throwaway at that point. Right now, even that's incredible. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for the calls. We appreciate it. <laughs> nice, Donna. Hey, Steve, we are all tied up, baby. Oh, it's three to three in the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Yeah! Six, ha, ha, 651 641 1071. We play this every day at 1030, and it'll be some random pop culture topic. Three questions. Who can get more right? You get to be a lifeline for one of us, Donna or Steve. So if you want to play, everybody gets to play along, but if you want to call in and play, you can. 651-641-1071. Donna and Steve, the experience. Coming right back. Good morning.
Yeah, welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. All tied up, baby boo. It's time to go to college. College, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, producer Mike. We'll get that. I want to see how smart you are. We are going to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, and uh, it, of course, is the day after the Golden Globes. So the theme today, we've been talking about all the Golden Globe winners. Why not? A little trivia about the Golden Globe losers. Yeah! That is right. We are going to be focusing on Golden Globe losers today, and Kelly is playing along. Hey, Kelly. Hi, guys. How are you today? I'm a little sick today. Oh, no. Yeah. What are your symptoms? Your good medicine. Stuffy nose, mm-hmm. headache. Yeah. You know. The yeah. I hear the you, huge. sister. I oh, hear man. you. Thank you for asking. I don't know if my round of antibiotics worked on my sinus infection. I've had this before where I go through, but then you still have like the popped ears oh, sure. and the drainage and the headache and the whole thing. And then they have to. Boo-hoo. What? Again, you would make an awful doctor or nurse. So then what you sometimes have to do is you have to get a higher dosage, a different sort of an antibiotic. And I will keep you all up to date on that as it changes. Thank you. No, thank you, Kelly. Uh, On that note, Golden Globe Losers is the topic, Kelly. Who do you want to play with? I'm going to go, you know what? I lost with Steve on Monday. I'm going to go with you, Donna. Yeah. Oh, wow. Woo! Okay, I thought we were going to do a little redemption story there. <laughs> no, nope, get out. Bye nope. now. All right, Kelly. Come back with gonna, candy and water. We're no. going to go on hold as well, Kelly. And uh, we will get things started. Is Steve in a uh, safe distance away from you? Now he is. Okay, yes. good. Sounds good. Let's get things started again. We are uh, the day after the Golden Globes. This uh, College of Pop Culture Knowledge is all about Golden Globe losers. We'll start it off with this one. Donna, are you ready? Yes. This dude who starred on the big screen in previous uh, movies such as True Grit, Starman, Crazy Heart, and countless other films was beat out by Kevin Costner for the best actor in a TV series. Mm. But yeah, you know, that's just like your opinion, man. Uh, That's Jeff Bridges, man. (laughs) Despite producing the award winner for Best Supporting Actress, Angela Bassett, Black Panther Wakanda Forever was not victorious for its best original song, Lift Me Up, performed by this pop and R&B artist. Oh, shoot. Lift me up. I will. That's Josh Groban, of course. This crime courtroom TV drama, which is actually a sequel to a multi-time award winner, could not beat out House of Dragon for the best TV drama. Um, I'm going to go to the second one is Cynthia Erivo, and the third one is what? TV. Sorry, <laughs> you went back. So crime courtroom drama. We'll, we'll just bring Kelly in, and she can okay. work through with you. All right. The first one, you were pretty confident in Jeff Bridges there. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite producing the award winner for Best Supporting Actress in Angela Bassett, Black Panther Wakanda Forever was not victorious for its best original song, Lift Me Up, which was performed by this pop and R&B artist. I'm... Uh, Kelly, do you have any Kelly? idea? It's not Rihanna, is it? I bet it is, because she was there. Yes! Yeah. Woo! Okay. All right, Kelly's going with Rihanna. And then how about this final one? We really didn't get a chance to get to it, so both of you listen in. This crime courtroom, crime slash courtroom TV drama 
which is actually a sequel to a previous multi-time winner, could not beat out House of Dra- House of the Dragon for the best TV drama. Like Better Call Saul or something like that? <gasps> I bet that's it. I just read through all these this morning, and yep, I bet that one's All right, right. that's what we're going with. All yeah, I, right. don't, I don't know if that's a courtroom drama as much as it's about a lawyer. This but. crime slash courtroom TV drama. So, I don't know. It depends on the writer of the question. Yeah, we're going to go with um, Better Call Saul. Okay, I better call Steve. Steve! Spent a lot of time in the courtroom in that hey! show. Not trying to defend the writer okay. of the story. Uh, the I haven't watched but... the last season. Oh, got it. Or got last got couple it. seasons. Hey, Steve. Oh, hey, Steve. How's it going? Did you bring me an anniversary wow. gift? Thank you. Wow. That's great. Woo-hoo! All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We got a show going on. Oh. How about we participate? Uh, okay. Just went to my mailbox. A lot of interesting things that are waiting for Stevie Boy. Maybe the next segment is Steve unveils one gift at a time. Okay, great. What were you guys doing while I was out? Just playing a game. Nice. Yeah, uh, I want in. Fun. You want to play too? Okay, perfect. That's going to work out well. We will play this game with you as well again. Golden Globe Losers is the category today for College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Uh, Donna and uh, Kelly gave their answers. Are you ready, Steve? I'm ready. This dude who starred on the big screen in True Grit, Starman, and Crazy Heart, and countless other movies was beat out by Kevin Costner for the best actor in TV series. But yeah, well, you know, that's just like your opinion, man. Jeff Bridges. Despite producing the award winner for Best Supporting Actress in Angela Bassett, Black Panther Wakanda Forever was not victorious for its best original song, Lift Me Up, which was performed by pop and R&B star who? Rihanna. This crime-slash-courtroom drama TV drama, which is actually a sequel to a previous multi-time winner, could not beat out House of the Dragon for Best TV Drama. Say it again. Crime-slash-courtroom TV drama that is actually a sequel to a previous multi-time winner could not beat out House of the Dragon for Best TV Drama. Mm, me not know. Boston Legal. <laughs> All right. I, I feel like that should uh, more be in the comedy character uh, category. I would have agreed, and I was trying to maybe work that into one All of the right. clues, but it just got to be a really long question when I added that. But uh, yes, I would totally agree with you, but it was not. It was definitely in the drama category. So okay. we'll start things off on the first one. You both felt very confident about, of course, the Big Lebowski's own Jeff Bridges. Love so that congratulations. Guy. Yes. So good. The second one, uh, we we need a little bit of help. Well, uh, Steve didn't, but Donna needed a little bit of help, and Kelly was there for her because it indeed is Rihanna that yeah. performed yes. Lift Me Up as part of Black Panther And finally, this crime-slash-courtroom TV drama, which is actually a sequel to a previous multi-time winner, could not beat out House of the Dragon for Best TV Drama. The show is Better Call Saul. Donna nails it. Guess who's in the lead? This girl. New year, new you. Woo-wee. Wow. Kelly, that means you win as well. Yay, Kelly. Yay. Oh, I'm so happy for you, Donna. Thank you. I'm happy for you, too. <laughs> oh. Oh, happy anniversary, guys. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Aww, Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Woo, got her a win. Yeah, when you see some of the uh, shows that are in, in the category for comedy, and then you see that Better Call Saul is only in the category for drama, it's like, oh, okay. It's whatever. strange, because yeah. it's, I mean, while some of the stuff that's going on is is heavy, it's a dark comedy, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It's just as much, if not more, of a comedy than White Lotus is, although exactly. that's in the comedy category. Wow. Yeah. Steve, you really have to watch White White Lotus. I did. I watched that one episode. Yeah, but there's... And I already know who dies at the end of season two. Why do you know that? 
The internet. Oh. Last night. You looked it up? No, I didn't look it up. Twitter ruins stuff for people. Oh. Because Twitter sucks. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, hey, we <sighs> need time for a tip. Time Queen. for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 Hey, uh, Mike, I didn't make this yellow, but... He's on the phone. Oh, that's a bummer. There is a, um, there's a TikTok hack for how to remember somebody's name. He's back. I'm back. And, uh, Mike, can you go in this here, uh, Linky Dinky? I just want you to hear this TikTok hack from the TikToker, because it's just, it's just quintessentially... TikTok. And uh, I ask you this simple question before you hear it. Is this stupid or is this brilliant? Somebody's name, I say, do you know it's really hard to say your own name three times really fast because you're not used to saying your own name? Play that one more time. Nope, now it's opening a whole different page. Hold on a second. Oh, it's probably taking you to TikTok's proper. Here we go. Know somebody's name? I say. Do you know it's really hard to say your own name three times really fast because you're not used to saying your own name? That is so obvious. If you can't, you don't know somebody's name, and you're talking, then what she is suggesting is in the middle of it, you're just like, oh my gosh, you know what, guys? Um, Something that you is tough to do. You can't say your own name three times fast, and then she's like, Linda, 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 and you're like, oh my gosh, Linda, you did it. Yeah, that's a bad one. Just, listen, we all need to come up Linda, with a, We all need to Linda. We all need to come up with something new rather than having your wife go, "Hi, I'm Lou." Yes. I like to say We know what she's doing. She's trying to find out what that person's name is for you for me yeah i think that's one of the best ways to do it but everybody knows you're doing it now but here's i don't know if i if you're if you're with someone whose name i don't know um let's say we'll make up a name doris and then if i say to doris if i go to doris and i say doris this is my wife lou and then that way no 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 i wouldn't say doris you'd say this is I would my say, wife hey, lou hi have you met this is my wife lou and then, then that, I think, say, is a more I'm covert Doris. way of doing it. But everybody knows Doris. That's not what we're talking about. Right. Okay. That's, we got to come up with something different. That That's not going to fly. It's just not. Okay. Hi, I'm Donna. Hi, Donna. I'm Shelly. Hey, Shell. Yeah, names are tough. I would not be opposed to us all wearing name tags. Me either. All the time. Mm-hmm. Or that's a part of technology I'd be okay with. If you had a digital thing above your head right now that just said Donna. With an arrow pointing down. I even feel like it floating above your head would be a good <laughs> enough context clue. I have to tell you this morning, I feel like such an idiot. So we all have these little fobs to get in the doors. Oh, yes. Yes. What if what has this happened, my dear? Well, we also have a security guard, and when the security guard's not there, his little window is shut, and people have to pick up the phone and and call to get in. Well, I happened to be walking in while someone was on the phone talking, Mm. 
And then I went beep. And then she just kind of piggybacked, you know? Oh, yeah. And they say don't let the piggyback happen. And then I went to get in the second door. Beep. And then she started to go. And I just put my hand on her arm. I said, where are you going? And she was like, oh, she had a badge, too. She works here. But you didn't know I didn't that recognize she did. her. No. And you made physical contact with her. Yes. Wow. That, I think, is largely frowned upon. Yeah. You but I, I just kind of no, no, just, no, no, I, I reached out and just went, where are you going? And, and you were trying to figure she's out. She's probably someone you worked with that I didn't recognize in the moment. You were trying to figure out if they were a guest, if they didn't have access. Correct. So you were doing a citizen's. Arrest kind of a thing. You damn near apprehended her by grabbing her wrist. And you then, made physical contact with this person's just like wrist? like a tap. Like, a tap or a grasp. Either a way, I think frowned upon. But <laughs> interesting. Just a, a friendly love tap. Where did the person say they were going? They went into the Twin Cities Live area. And I and she said, no. I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And she said, no, that's what you're supposed to do. Thank you for checking. Because what is she going to say at this point? Get your hands off me, lady. Right. Don't you anyway, know Anyway, that's am. my vulnerable moment wow. for the day. Thanks. Dada. What? I was trying to be a good employee. I like it because it was both conscientious uh, and offensive, right? And ignorant. And ignorant. Yeah. All together. Yeah. Mm, You're welcome. That satisfies my appetite. Well, it's going on tour. Thank you. When we come back... Some people were uh, wondering, is the Prince Harry book spare? Is it selling well? Boy, oh boy. I'm going to give you some numbers. Oh, I can't wait. Out of the Great Britain. And uh, tell me what you think of that. It's uh, And you just ordered it. So you've added. This morning. As soon as I saw you put in there about the sales and I went, well, add one more. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll break down the numbers when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. You remember her? From Big Mouse and the Bull in the mornings for decades. But now Donna Valentine resides on mid mornings where all DJs hope to get to. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was writing down another quote from Steve. You want to hear this one? Well, I feel like this might be taken out of context. No, it's not. Steve said this to me during the commercial break. You almost strike me as one of those puppies who hasn't been socialized. Pro- I think you said properly, properly socialized. socialized. Yep, better add that. You're just a little. Um, I don't know what's coming next from you today. You're in a. You're in an interesting space. Properly socialized. And then okay. I think the next thing I said was, "I'm sorry, you're just annoying me today." <laughs> what? I can't be honest with you, daughter. We're friends. By the way, annoying this comes after last night. Me. I called Donna today. She doesn't pick up. I was in the middle of eating soup. I leave a message. And then uh, she calls me back a couple times. Now I've got like a kid in the car or something. I call her back next free moment I have. She picks up. Just so you know, the, the Donna picks up and says, Steve, why? Why are you calling me? I'm just trying to watch the Golden Globes with my roomie. Why? What is it? And then I go into, I don't know, a story about dropping kids off at dance and going to pick up sushi or something. Oh, yeah, sushi. I forgot about that. You know why you forgot? Because about six seconds into my story, Mike, which I can tell you're already interested in. I am. Donna starts going. I 
did fall asleep on the couch. It felt like you felt, because here's what happened. She did it once, then she did it a second time. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. This is like the radio bit. And then I'm like, hey, Donna, wake up, Donna. And then I start talking about sleep apnea and you should have a CPAP endorsement <laughs> and all this stuff. She just keeps snoring, probably snores eight times without breaking character. And I just hang up. Then I just say, all right. She doesn't call me back. <laughs> I just Nothing. looked at the phone and went, okay, fine. Whatever. It's so, yeah, it's a mutually abusive relationship. <laughs> It's true. All right, let's talk about Prince Harry. Mike has already read 27 chapters yeah. of this book. How is that possible? It is just it... came out today. No, yesterday. it came out yesterday. Uh, oh, are they right. short chapters? How many pages in so, are you? So we're doing a um, not book club book club for the next show. So oh, okay. we're listening to the audiobook of it. Wow. And oh, yes. Like um, so yeah, I've listened to the first 27. And yeah, the audiobook, I mean, from an audiobook episode chapter, if you will, they're five ish to six ish minutes a piece so i think i'm like two and a half hours into it is he re- is he reading the he book? is doing it himself yes yes wow are you doing it at one speed or one and a half i'm only doing it at one speed i was going to do the one and a half thing but um the british accent and yeah. one and a half oh, couldn't do that oh, at yeah. all yeah. i was no thank you it'd be like speed reading dickens it's yeah. like you gotta slow down <laughs> here happening? hang on a okay listen to this i just ordered the book i can cannot wait to read it um how many copies did you say did you say not yet. Okay, first you say. 400,000 copies were sold on the first day oh, that wow. it was released. That according to the uh, Penguin Random House. However... Royal family's not going to be happy. They also they said, we always knew this book would fly, but it is exceeding even our most bullish expectations. As far as we know, the only books to have sold more in their first day are those starring the other Harry, Potter. Wow. Oh, I get it. Okay, let's. Would it already be on the New York Times bestseller list? Oh no. Well, it That's sounds like weekly. a bestseller. Um, let's just check. Yeah, I think it is weekly. So at the end of the week, it'll probably yeah. be in there. Maybe like next Monday, and not leave for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what do you think so far, Mike? Um, it's fascinating. So one thing about uh, me before I got to my talk, I had zero connection with anything royal oh, at all. So wow. I'm literally in the last, you know, four months been diving headfirst in. And this is just another grouping of stories and background oh. that I had no knowledge of. So I'm taking it in that way. He's, I mean, he's setting things up as a memoir. So you start from a very, very young age. You hear about what it was like going through the getting notified of his mother's uh, accident and things like that. Sure. And how he's been able to handle that, how he chooses to handle that in his mind at a young age. And it's pretty fascinating. You learn about him and his brother at that age, what they kind of do, how his father interacts with him. So those are the first 27 chapters or so. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, Judge Judy is calling Prince Harry selfish and spoiled Mm -hmm. for writing this book. Mm. She said, I will tell you that I would be furious and would think that that child or that grandchild was a selfish, spoiled, ungrateful one. Uh, That's what she said on Good Morning Mm. Britain. Um, Her response came after she was asked, asked how she would feel if her own family member had done that to her. And she said, that's what I would feel. And I would be really hurt. Mm. Um, I totally get that. I really do. Like if my sister or my brother wrote a tell all book and was telling things that I said to them in pro- you know, in the privacy of our own home, mm-hmm. I don't know that I could talk to them again. 
or trust that person again. Yeah, trust is certainly breached. The unique thing about this situation is that that would be a family tell-all. This is half family tell-all and British monarchy. Tell-all. So there's a there's a bleeding of lines. Where is the line? Where is it, you know, sort of government-esque business and family business? It all bleeds together. I don't know. I don't have a good answer for it. But, you know, it's... Uh, you might, would you change your opinion at all? I don't know if you were a part of a royal family and then somebody ended up writing about it. Then it's not just like, dude, what are you like? Why are you saying this stuff? Why are you trying to about? hurt everybody? As opposed to him saying, no, the structure, the structure that we're in is hurting us right. as a family. So let's, let's napalm the place right. and then see if we can rebuild it. Well, there was a hashtag that began trending um, after excerpts from the Spanish version of the book um, surfaced last Thursday, and it was hashtag shut up, Harry. Mm. Mm. He also, in the claim, uh, I'm sorry, in the book claims that, uh, remember when people were on his case for wearing that Nazi uniform to a party? Vague, vaguely, vaguely. That was in 2005. Um, he said... That his brother and sister-in-law actually encouraged him to do that. And he shared the text messages in the book. Sorry, spoiler, Mike. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Huh. Well, but if he's the only one who got backlash there, that feels, you know. And I'll just yeah, say, yeah. At, least, at least early on in the book, he kind of feels like you talk about the trust being ruined and the trust, whatever. He kind of feels like... That on the flip side, people have been saying things to the British media or have been manipulating the British media to give him a certain look and have said things right. to him behind his back. You know, so I'm just right. giving the devil's advocate a look at it. Like he maybe that trust has already been broken on the other side, right? Because he'll say something and then his mm-hmm. his father will leak it exactly. Or I can't wait to hear about Camilla. Yes, because there are things that he said that you know she was re- trying to rehab her image yep. so she could be with his father so that the you know the country would accept her so they would plant stories about him to get them off the trail of her um yeah i i think that's the worst part of this whole thing is the media as the problem wow yeah it's not great me not want to be a royal hmm me either. Thanks, Steve. Come on, oh, Steve. No, I, I dozed off. All there. right. Whoa. Anyway, um, I'm going to read along with you as soon as I get the book, but I have to finish the current book I'm reading. All right. When we come back, I feel so bad. I teased this at the end of the show yesterday and then never got to it. Gronk has a Super Bowl commercial that I think is going to be the most looked at. I'll tell you about it next.